0: everybody welcome to Salem pals the real podcast real people and mostly real stories i'm your host salvatore Catherincia, and today i am joined by my amazing guest mr franklin mcmanus franklin how are you today hi uh i'm pretty good on a scale of one to 10 i'm probably a 10 doing pretty good you know on a scale of one to 10 i feel like that's such a small basis of like how you're doing in a day i feel like we can get so more um Detailed from there, but I'm happy happy you're saying you're a 10. I'd say I'm probably like maybe 8.5.
1: 8.5. Well, hopefully at the end of this podcast, we bring you up to a 10.
0: Oh, wow. Dude, that felt like a sales pitch, man. You just sold that to me. I sold yourself on me. You and know, Franklin, you know I was already sold on you, man. So Franklin, you've been one of my good friends for the longest time from Element Student Ministries. Oh my gosh, I didn't do the thing. Yeah, what's the thing? The thing this feels so scripted. <laughs> I didn't do the thing. I didn't do the thing. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Hey, it's Franklin. Oh, dang it. Oh, sorry, but I told I'm gonna. You know, I I felt like I had to do that a little bit, and I'm sorry that I it came to that.
1: Yeah well since uh so Sal's known me since the fourth grade, and oh uh, maybe a little bit in the third grade but uh ever since the was fourth grade he was been it that far back that far back i remember uh I remember Sal before facial hair before uh a lot of things and uh yeah, I knew him since the
0: fourth grade it's too much Sal backstory yeah too much Sal backstory the point back is story. the point is at the end of the day is that I've always done that joke because. I thought it was funny and at a certain point you had me stop and I stopped and I don't do it as much as I used to. But I told you beforehand that if we were gonna do the podcast I was gonna have to Yeah bring it back. And i and you know what? Just for your sake, just for your sake, so I can say that I don't do it with like I don't do it just to you. Just to me. The next three people that I have on, I will do the same thing.
1: I'll hold you to it. I listen to every episode. I
0: know, you do. He's an avid listener of the show, so I honestly appreciate that. But man, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: You know, uh,
1: you know, just working the summer and uh, going on some youth trips, different things like I that. I know I was on one of those. I know you were on one of those. I'm going on another one in like two weeks. Where are you going? We're going to Kentucky. Uh, we're doing a disaster relief trip. So I was only yeah.
0: wearing my Kentucky Fried Chicken shirt before you got here. You know, it Should does I... actually have a
1: lot to do with Kentucky Fried
0: Chicken. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. I don't know too much about that company, but you know.
1: Yeah, I know that it was... Owned by Colonel or started by Colonel Sanders. I
0: believe so. I ho- I really hope so because like it. That's always. I don't know a whole lot about Colonel Sanders.
1: I know a little bit about Colonel Sanders, but we won't go into that. That's very different. All episode. I know
0: is that there's that one. So when we, me, and you were on that conference uh, to the Winter Bowl conference, right? And there's that joint. Um. The joint Kentucky Fried Chicken Taco Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I I love those fusion. I love like a few. know you lessons. gotta love a fusion fast food. It's like the best of both worlds. But my point is, is that there's literally a pictured frame of Colonel Sanders in the Soviet Union, which doesn't feel appropriate.
1: You know, uh, he was a colonel. Uh, what does that mean? A colonel is. <laughs> he was a, a colonel. He a colonel is a position in the military. Okay, yeah. And so uh, I don't. I don't know if he was actually a colonel or just by. Oh no! I think it was actually an honorary colonel. I'm not positive about
0: that. I don't know. We're speaking a lot about a guy who we don't really truly know too much about. That's true. We've probably we're treading in dangerous. We're waters We're getting in right very now. dangerous waters at the moment. But moving on from that, Franklin, what I know about you for the longest time is you have been. You are one of how many siblings?
1: I'm one of many. So I have uh, the McManus
0: tribe is large and powerful and.
1: Yeah, we're we're pretty powerful. I have a. Uh, I have six siblings, uh-huh. so I have two sisters and I have four brothers, uh, twin brother and then triplet brothers. And the funny thing about the sisters is
0: you see one, but you don't see the other one.
1: Well, the other one, you know, she is around. She she
0: came by for Christmas this last year. I like to believe she's a myth. Yeah, we, we
1: tell people there's about like the Ma- legend. There's of McManus
0: the, lore. The legend of Alyssa. The legend of Alyssa McManus. Yeah, no. Grace McManus, your other sister, is one that I have regarded in fear and terror in many years. Not because she's a particularly scary person. Like, she's a relatively normal person. But right. it's just the stares and the intensity of this person is beyond me at well, this
1: Well, I point. think that she's pr- she has to be a pretty brave person to have as many brothers as uh, we are and to stay as sane
0: as she is. And Franklin, you are a twin, correct me if I'm wrong. I am a twin, yes. With uh, Ethan McManus. With Ethan McManus, How's Ethan correct. doing? I haven't seen you him. You know,
1: ever. Ethan, he's doing pretty good. He uh, he is right now trying to get this uh, assistant accounting job uh, at the moment. Mm. He's chilling at home. He went to
0: Iceland the other... I saw. Month. I saw. Dude, that's freaking crazy. Yeah. Man, I should have had that one on so you can talk about Iceland. <laughs> Iceland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm going <laughs> to... I mean, Tell I've, me about Kansas City, frankly. Kansas Frank. City, you know, it's it's a city. <laughs> you know, Kansas- what? San, some would call Kansas City the Iceland of America. You know, not many people would
1: say that, but... Uh, I say that. You know, Sal does say that. I've heard him say it quite frequently. Actually. It's one of my
0: many catchphrases. It's kind of a weird one, but... You pull my little woody string you have on the back of my uh, on my back, and, you know, you pull it, and I say... Kansas City is the Iceland of America. There's a snake in Iceland. There's a snake in my Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> um. My other brothers Brendan. pretty good.
1: Brendan, he is uh, in the Air Force. He's right now in, uh, living in South Korea.
0: Okay. Um, How do you think he feels about Top Gun?
1: You know, he said that it wasn't completely accurate. Um, that everyone uh, in the Air Force was kind of saying. It's not completely accurate, but it's a great movie. Mm. Um. I don't. I don't know the details of what's not accurate, but
0: no. I mean, I, I saw it and it looked. cool. It was pretty cool, but yeah. like at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah, Daniel McManus. Uh,
1: Daniel, he's a. Uh, he's in the nursing program. He's gonna be uh, just continuing that next year or this following year, and I think he wraps it up this year. So okay, and then he's gonna be a nurse. Colin. Um, Colin, he's uh working on some cert certificates. Uh, for uh, IT, and then he also is finishing up his degree in, I think,
0: business. Mm. Wow! Yeah, like everyone's is that every? I think I checked that's, them all. I'm a bingo card. I think I got every single. Yeah, one. you got a full bingo. I do feel really bad, and I feel like I should say something about it. I'm, I apologize for calling you guys the clones back in, when we were young. When well, we were younger,
1: the funny thing is, is you weren't the only person to have called us that. I think like, I couldn't have been the one to start that. Yeah, no. So. For those of you who don't know, since Sal knew me, uh, like, a long time ago, me and all of my siblings at the time that uh, Sal knew us, we all matched clothes.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, because, like, like in my defense, because I didn't know where you are going with that, I was going to say, in my defense, you did all wear the same clothes. You were twins, most of you, for the most part. So it was, like reasonably hard to tell you guys apart oh absolutely and uh this was not by choice this was a
1: this was a parental decision that was uh put on us my older siblings uh, my, the, my triple brothers they were 15 before we were uh allowed to not match clothes anymore
0: so wait, you weren't you weren't like allowed? we weren't
1: allowed to uh to wear uh different clothes from each other dude that's so weird it was uh, pretty, can you just, pretty strange. Can you justify
0: that in any way?
1: No, because I never justified it in the time being. Did your parents it, ever tell you why? Um, It was so that we didn't get lost in public places, so they keep keep track of us easier. Because um, there was a lot of you. Because there was a lot of us, but I think that there's an easier way to do it. They started color coding us in the later <laughs> years. I was blue. They, no, they didn't.
0: Yes, 100%. They color coded you guys?
1: I was blue. They have a file
0: um, cabinet full of children. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What color was date was like your other like Dan- so so Brendan was red,
1: Colin was green, yeah. Daniel was purple, Ethan was yellow, and Grace
0: was pink. Dude, that's gotta be okay. So I don't want to overanalyze it, but it's gotta be a little psychologically wearing on the child. Oh, it, it absolutely
1: <laughs> was. You know where your identity your identity is not found in you know you as a person, but it's found in you as a color. It's uh, you know. Dangerous things happen when you start getting do you remember into the that desi- territory.
0: So when I called you guys the clones, do you remember the designation I gave you each? Because I said each clone had its own, like, you were like the clones from Star Wars The Clone Wars. So I treated you as such, like, each clone had their own general, like, you know, right. thing going on. Uh, do you remember it all?
1: I, I don't remember what
0: you called me, but I know that it I remember that it was insulting. It came to me. And I really. Uh, mm, do you remember any other ones before we get to yours? No, I don't remember any of the other ones. But what was mine? Uh, I want to get to the other ones. For first. the listeners. Uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel was. And honestly, at the end of the day, when you guys. Once we got older, I stopped doing it because it didn't apply anymore. Right, right. Um, what was it? Daniel was Rebel Clone. Yeah, I the, remember the, that the, one. The bad boy. And he really is not. He's at really all. not, yeah. Um, None no, of us. Colin right. was the leader. Leader Clone. Right, right. Um, Ethan was funny clone. hmm Uh, Brandon was smart clone. You're right. And then what was I, Sal? <laughs> sad clone. The sad clone.
1: The sad clone. That's right. I was the sad clone. But Which you I... wore blue! You wore I, blue! I, I guess that does attribute That doesn't make you sad,
0: but, oh. you, but you had your moments. You had your moments when I was like, is Franklin okay?
1: Yeah, I guess it's the color association thing. You know?
0: I think the wearing of the blue made you blue.
1: Uh, yeah, the the sad clone, but that's okay. No, it's not. <laughs> I am now currently an individual person.
0: You're now far beyond your clone designation. I'm far beyond
1: beyond those years of matching. I siblings. didn't
0: feel like I could bring you on here and not have you talk, uh, I have us address that interesting point in our friendship. Yeah, that
1: that interesting point in not just our friendship, but my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But you're far beyond that now. Um, yeah. So I was a little curious. Uh, oh wait, no, hold on. Before we get into any of that stuff, right? I want to talk to you. So tell me about. So me and you went to the movies the other day. We did. Uh, what movie we, did we see? Sal? We saw Thor: uh, Love and Thunder. That's right. Very good movie. I Bro, thought oh, it hold was... on. No, actually, backing up. I just said that very good movie because it's like I don't know. In my body, I just felt like. You... You're trying to
1: decipher whether it was a good movie or not. I just, I,
0: it was like, it was like an instinct. I just said very good movie, but at the end of the day, I'm like, actually, it was more mediocre.
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, I would say I liked it. It was a pretty good movie. It was Um,
0: entertaining. Yeah. I don't think anything in that movie would last with me, but it was entertaining.
1: I think it was pretty good. Not very
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather watch, I mean, as a person like yourself who wears an avid blue color, I'm sure you're very excited for the next Avatar no, actually, uh, I never watched the original Avatar. Neither have I. And I think that
1: it... I, I watched like a couple of minutes of it, and it seemed very boring
0: to me. I was me. like, where's the earbender? Right. Where are the <laughs> earbenders? <laughs> um, so, no, we went to go see that movie, but afterwards was probably the most entertaining. Oh, piece. yeah, that, that's you right. Do you want to explain yourself what happened up to I mean, that point?
1: so at this point, the movie ends at about 1230. We're walking out. We all had a, had a good time. And I'm on my way back to my car. I open up my car and, you know, it doesn't it doesn't turn on. And uh, I know that I messed up. The only thing that was on were my headlights. And so, my car was dead.
0: <sighs> I can't, okay, so when it happened, first off, you called and you're just like, hello, hello, I'm like, okay. Cause I went with uh, Pastor Matt. Right. And he was my ride, and then you guys called us and we ran over. So I think everyone needs to go through the experience of like having their battery be dead otherwise oh, yeah. they never they'll never know how to deal with that situation. Character development for sure. Character de- yes, absolutely. Character development for sure. So we get over there and we find that you've left your headlights on the entire time we're at the theater. Right. And not only are you endangering your own life, you've endangered Alexander, the young boy you brought along with you. I mean, right. Not a, not as a date, but more just like a, Just Just as a... Uh, as a favor, because he also wanted to see a, the movie. Yeah, as
1: a favor, as a friend. I, I brought Alexander Thomas along. And uh, so he was supposed to be home on time, but he wound up getting home at... I think we got home at one it took a half hour to jump my, well, the, yeah. Car.
0: That's the biggest thing I took away from it is like how long it took is yeah. longer than any Any car I've ever
1: jumped before. So. And you've jumped many. I've jumped a few. I had this one friend who constantly had his car run dead last year. And so I jumped his car a few times
0: and uh, it never took that long. I think the funniest is not only just how long it took, but how every, like we kept going through the cycle and people started showing up. Right. Like, well, every time we would start it up and like, I'd be like, it's this one. I can feel it. I can feel it. This one's oh, yeah. going to do it. And maybe like 15, it's this one's later. It still wasn't working. And
1: I felt pretty confident
0: um, a couple of times, but then actually near the end, I was,
1: I was pretty confident that my car wasn't going to turn on and I was, I was nervous.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I went over to uh, Matt and I said, Hey man, so at what point do we tell them to call a tow, like a tow truck or something like that? And right. get it right, and get and drive Franklin out of here. I know, and so
1: <laughs> I didn't want that to happen, obviously.
0: No, uh, but
1: obviously I would, not. I was, uh, I was starting to accept the uh, the consequences, but no, it, it worked.
0: No, I mean it worked eventually because well, the jumper tables we got at first weren't that great. Yeah, we got them from and a security get...
1: guard in the uh, the movie theater. <laughs>
0: and I love the dude that showed up, and he's just like, you just got like, I I really appreciate people sometimes when they oh, try right. to come and help. But then there are like the people who come and help, who, who show up, and then <clears throat> and they just kind of like stand around, and they're like, "He's just showed up." He's like, ew, man, I was working at the movie, man. How are you doing? Like, what happened to your car, man?" And we're like, "Yeah." You got any jumper cables? He's like. Oh no man, let me check. He gets out of his car, opens his back seat. He's like, "No, man. I I'm... I'm like, did you have to open the back seat for that?" Yeah,
1: and I think the thing was is he showed up. He was like, he was very he was like, "Oh, let me be helpful. I'll, I'll get you jumper cables." He didn't have jumper cables, but I think then afterwards, he just tried to give some moral support. And he just tried to talk. He really was like trying to talk us up like, "Don't worry, man. It's
0: going to be fine." It's going to yeah. be fine, man. Yeah, he just kept saying it was going to be fine and uh, you know. But I think the funniest part is that he just started some like Hey man, you got you guys got weed? Yeah, yeah. He he did ask <laughs> us for for drugs, but
1: you know, at the end of the day. He made that
0: sound very methodical, like he did ask us for drugs. I'm like, eh, he more or less just like I think he had weed and he was asking if we wanted some.
1: Right. And
0: You guys you know, he didn't ask for weed, he said, Do you guys smoke weed? Mm. And then we just started getting into conversation because he worked at the MJR and I'm like, I used to work at MJR. He's like no way, man. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, we broke into that little mini conversation for about five seconds until yeah. I realized it was going nowhere fast. And we were still standing here with your dead car. Yeah. And then <sighs> we, uh, a
1: couple of minutes later, we had uh, this other guy show up with his girlfriend and he, him like Dora the Explorer's backpack, just pulled out jumper cables. I love that. And, Dora uh, the Explorer's backpack. And they were a b- much thicker jumper cables. They worked a lot better. And then we got the car. To, uh, to run and so
0: I've only experienced like having to jump a car once but like I said that was a longer experience and much no, longer but I think the best part not the best part but what was really funny about that like I said I kept on doing like this is the one this is the one this is the and like to no avail because it was just and then nothing right and I said this is the one on this one time and it goes and the guy's like That guy called it. He (laughs) called. He pointed at me. I get in the car with Matt, and I'm like, I think I called it about 25 (laughs) times before that. But as long as he saw it and thought it was my first time calling it, then that's all that matters to me. Right. Overall, though, we got you out of there. I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. It took a while, but you know.
1: Yeah, but it was all worth
0: it in the end. I had my car, and it's been fine ever since. So, Franklin, I did want to have you on just to talk to you about because something that – I not like something that I always thought to find you, but I thought you would have an interesting perspective on is sure. the fact that you were homeschooled. Right. Yeah. I think uh, I think mm-hmm. homeschoolers
1: they have a lot of uh, stereotypes built around them, and I think a lot of them are true, and I think a lot of them are not true. Mm. Um. And I would definitely be willing to break those down. Uh, I think my personal opinion, I wouldn't homeschool my kids. Mm. Uh, I didn't have the greatest homeschool experience. I know that for some people they have a wonderful homeschool experience, and then for other people they don't. Okay. Um, I think that it takes a very intentional parent who is a full time, not degree wise, but has a full time uh, like slot in their schedule where they are teaching their student. Yeah. Because I think that if it uh, if it's not that, then it's the student teaching themselves, and that's not uh, that's not always the best. No, um, even though I wasn't I wouldn't say I had the best like, high school or grade school education, I'm doing very well in college, so I have uh, all A's, and so I couldn't be happier. And I used to, I used to tell myself, like I really wish I, I wasn't homeschooled, you know, like for the social aspect and for all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, I'm happy with who I am right now, and I wouldn't change anything.:
0: No, man, I mean, you are a great guy. And I'm not saying that necessarily homeschool people don't turn into that, but it's mm-hmm. such a mixed bag depending on the. I think honestly, it depends on the home life. I ag-
1: agreed. I totally so, agree.
0: So first question I had was, what was it? And I don't know if you know this, but I just wanted to ask, what do you know? What like prompted your parents to choose homeschooling?
1: I think um, so. For for my parents, they didn't have like, you know, they they had like pretty good public school experiences but I think that they were worried that um, that we would have um, like influences that they didn't want in their children's lives mm. in the public school system in, even in the private school system and they wanted to parent us a lot closer than um, than the tr- traditional family uh, was that a positive thing you could say that uh, for me personally I don't necessarily agree with it looking back, but uh, I think it's it's respectable.
0: Mm. Um, I mean, that's why I, I mean you were just told me how you were listening to my previous podcast with Julio. Yeah, Julio and his uh, siblings were also homeschooled. Right, and so he's got an interesting perspective on that whole thing too. But it was definitely more on the angle of like, like the school systems relationship, like because they're very um. Oh man, why am I thinking so hard on how to say this? It's very simple. His family's uh, Christian. Yeah. And right. he, they wanted to make sure and keep that part a big part of his aspect of his life Right, and they kind of from what my understanding of why they had him homeschooled is like just to keep that an aspect. I don't know if that's the whole yeah. thing of it, but that was just an aspect of why they did it. I keep saying aspect and need to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: I think so my family is also
1: Christian, and so that was that was a part of it. I don't know that that was the key part. Um, I know that they did want, you know, us to be raised Christian, but I think that um, it was more so, like, I think that they had struggled with, like, you know, bullying in their high school experiences, and they didn't want the same thing for their kids. Things like that. Um, And so I get that. Um, I think that there was actually probably a little bit more bullying that was brought on um, from us being homeschooled, rather than us being in a public school system, actually, though.
0: yeah. So, you know, explain that a little further just because sure. I, I 100% understand and I agree, and, I, and I'm guilty of it, too. I mess with you guys a ton because you're homeschooled. But what, right. do you think, what do you think it is the stigma about being homeschooled that, like, lasts in people's minds and kind of affects their view of you guys?
1: Right. I think the, uh, the biggest stigma is just uh, people being socially awkward. And I would say I was definitely socially awkward. I, uh, I had moments where, like, I didn't know how to act in social situations. I didn't... I wasn't very, like... I wasn't very outgoing until I hit high school. And that's when I really became... I I, I said to myself, I'm in high school. I want to be outgoing. I love people. Um, I was a very extroverted person, but I never, like... I never allowed myself to be outgoing. And that's when I really, like, allowed myself to, like, flip a switch and be like, okay, I want to talk to people. And so that's when I, I started to. But the stigma is, is that... Like a lot of homeschoolers don't do that, and so they, they are more reserved, and so like uh, it's easier to be made fun of uh, when you are reserved for like that, whether it's in front of your face or behind your back. It it's noticeable, and I would I would I would understand like just there being a difference, and for kids in school to to pick on somebody for that difference.
0: I think there are definitely pros and cons to the to the like homeschooling process. Yeah, I don't think it's all bad. I don't think it's all good. But I definitely would agree with you, like, the stigma... So what I always... Like, the stigma's there. Yeah. And what always went through my mind, and that really took me a minute to kind of just think about it, it's mm-hmm. like, why is it weird? I think it's just some people see you guys, and you act different from... Not because you don't act weird, you sure. just act different. And I think public school kind of has a process of jading people. Sure. And... Is somewhat can make a person a cynic or something like that, or it, it gives them like that chip on their shoulder, like like I know how the real world world works when in reality, yeah. no, you don't. You're in a freaking middle school or high school. Um, being public or private or homeschool doesn't really give you any more or less experience to the world. Maybe it helps you for more social situations than the other, but at the end of the day, when you're a kid, you have no idea how that works. So oh, 100%. for some reason, I think that once. You run into like an individual who's like, I'm taught by my mom and dad Mm -hmm. and I'm not in this situation that you're in all the time. People for some reason feel like they're like – they feel like that guy who's just like in the back of the room who's got it all figured out. You know what I mean? He's just like, oh, kid, let me take you under my wing or like they're like, what's the matter with you? You're not getting any like real experience and I feel like always – so a joke I always used to hear was like the whole thing, like you know, the stupid like you go to prom with your sister, right? That right. garbage. And yeah. I, looking back, I like that is so stupid. Yeah,
1: I think that that actually it's funny you even say that. Yesterday, I literally heard one of those jokes. They were like, "Oh yeah, you you were homeschooled, so so you went to uh, to prom with uh, your sister or how do your you, cousin." How do you react to that? Like, um, I think like you know, most people nowadays don't even know that I was homeschooled, uh, and the people that do are always like. Wow, I'm actually really surprised you're homeschooled because you're uh, you're very outgoing. Uh, you were homeschooled, um, and so how I normally react to like people making jokes like that is it doesn't bother me. Like I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am, and so things like that they don't
0: bother me anymore. Well, for me, it's on the same level as like when people see here, and it's obviously not the same. Everyone's situation is different, but for me, like i'm italian yeah and people will make like you know the same kind of joke right, the same uh, And like i've yeah. had to get to a point where it doesn't bother me as much because like for a while it didn't bother me at all sure and then it got to a point where i was like oh you really don't know anything about me you're just riding by with this knowledge that i'm italian and kind of just skating through that like that's like our friendship is that you have right. an italian joke and i'm like ah uh-huh, Mamma me, mia pizza pie, whatever right um and then there was like a minute at college where I was like, where well, people would do that, and I'm like, you don't know anything about me. Right. And it would get things really awkward, because like, I'd be like, kind of like, confrontational about that, and like, learn something more about me, and yeah. then start talking to me. And it, to a point where like it was like, I had to actually look at myself, I was like, I can't do that. Because yeah. that's cool. Like, I, I appreciate that I've kind of gotten some better, more self-respect for myself, and I want yeah. pe- to get pe- people to know me more than just like, I'm Italian. Uh, but it's also on the level of like you gotta be okay with people just like I don't know. You gotta roll with the punches sometimes and you gotta be okay with the fact that some people just make those jokes and it's just it doesn't mean that they're a bad person, it just means that they, yeah, they don't really know that much about you.
1: Yeah, I think um I think stereotypes exist in this world and I think that um I think that a lot of them can be negative and then some of them can be positive and you know, you
0: Give me some examples.
1: You know, like I, I, I'm just thinking about ones that applied it my my own life, like you know, ones about homeschoolers, ones about big families, ones about, uh, you know, like any like Christians or like different demographics that you're a part of, you're going to get stereotyped, yeah. uh, for them, and nobody likes being identified for one thing. That it can all it can sometimes be a positive thing, but um, but I think that like our human nature, we don't want to. We don't want to be identified for a thing that we do. We want to be identified for what we are,
0: you know? We want to be identified for something that we care about. Yeah, exactly. So the minute that somebody's like, like, oh, look at that Sal. He must love pizza. Right. Or look at Franklin. He likes to be by himself and he likes to be in the comfort of his own home. Right. Like, that's, first off, the comfort of your own home is a absolutely perfectly rated thing it's sure. awesome you it's got awesome awesome to be in your own home but at the end of the day uh it, it, nobody wants to be defined by that if they really don't care about it that right. much like unless you really care about pizza or right. really like being in your own home you're not gonna like that's a, that doesn't right. why would you want to be defined by that so it's obviously you're gonna put some like friction against that
1: right and i would i mean i would argue there are people like who are Italian who love like they love their uh, being identified as Italian like that yeah that's no not,
0: and by, that's their thing, by all means if somebody like sure if somebody enjoys being like identified that way yeah. then that is 100% like good for them yeah uh, like I just know that like I, I mean yeah at the end of the day I know a lot of people who are like that who are yeah. totally fine with being that being like their identifying like feature and I, I mean I was like that was something I did for a long time yeah. as well I just know that it's a mixed bag. It's a yeah, mixed bag. It always is,
1: and uh, I think like like some people like being identified as like f- for their like what they do. Some people like being identified for their culture, their heritage, and so you know I think at the end of the day, it's a uh, it's a it, it's a tough like thing to navigate because I think that people you know you you don't want to go out of the gate just. Picking on someone for one specific thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, nobody likes to be picked on for one specific thing. Like, there's... We're human. We have so many different,
0: like, things that, that are a part of our life, you know? Exactly. And nobody really just wants to be singled out on one specific thing, you know? Yeah. So, honestly, I mean, it all depends on the person at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let, you know... It's a really... Stereotypes in that whole kind of culture, the very interesting waters to navigate because you really got to like look it over and kind of an, 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 analyze yeah. a, everyone's personal preference when it comes to that.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: And sometimes it's the stigma of that kind of stuff is hard to break. But yeah. I think that at the end of the day, you can be the person that you want to be. Sure. I think... Uh... I think that I've learned a lot
1: about like who I am for me personally like I've, I uh, you know I I am uh, a Christian and so I identify as a Christ follower as like as my main uh, like who I am you know mm-hmm. it's not about what I do it's about who I am and I I am like uh, I am a Christ follower and it's not like I rock climb all the time I uh, I go to work, I I invest in relationships with people but at the end of the day, who I am is what uh, is important to me
0: I think who you are is who you who you say you are sure. who you want to be, the person that you feel you are like deep down sure, sure, I would say yeah Um, so back on some sort of train or track of our conversation here um, when it comes to experiences you've had in like a homeschool environment. How would you say that you've like that they compare to like cuz you've seen how other people in like public school have how their experiences have compared to your own. What would you say like how would you compare those two things? Like the experiences of someone in public school compared to that of someone in homeschool?
1: I would say that the experiences is like I would say for the homeschooler there are avenues where you can be social. Um but for the public schooler the experience is there there is so much there is so much more opportunity and i would say that's the that's the the biggest difference in um in like that's the biggest difference from homeschool to public school is just opportunity i would say that homeschoolers they don't have as many opportunities as like uh, for like going to uh all the different colleges that they want sometimes uh and and in some cases yeah homeschoolers do make it to to uh very good colleges but it's uh you know sometimes if they don't get all of their their stuff very official um you know it, it can be it can be tricky and i think that like i was able to go to any college that that i wanted to um because of the way that my parents but i do know some homeschoolers that uh that were a little bit more unofficial in the way that they did things. And now I think that homeschooling is taking this big transition from, like, your parents teaching you to having online school teach you. And I think that's a very positive thing, actually. So
0: actually, yeah, um, that was something I was thinking about, too, is just the idea that, like, this concept of homeschooling mm-hmm. is no longer like you know you don't have people being like oh I can't even imagine how that works now everyone kind of knows how that works right to some degree every right like everyone who is still in some form of education system has mm-hmm. experienced that in some way or another the idea of being home and or in like some comfortable situation not being necessarily in a classroom around a lot of people yeah and being educated
1: yeah and so I find that I find it very interesting I've actually heard uh like a few people uh i'm a youth leader and i've heard some students even tell me like you know i was homeschooled mm-hmm. uh like for through the year of covid and it was like they were going to a, a, a an online public school but they i they uh they called themselves homeschooled and so it's it's actually really interesting do you, like, take, how it, many people... do you take offense to that no i actually i don't take offense to that i think that yes they actually have had uh, sort of homeschool
0: experience and maybe it's a little bit different than mine but it's still You're like is that very... jaded guy in the back you, then you take that position like all these people who are like I went to public school you're like I've been here in homeschool I've, I know yeah. how it works Oh yeah no I saw like when covid was happening and uh like
1: people would post like memes on uh like Instagram and stuff and I would see like like we're all homeschooled now homeschoolers in the back like I've <laughs> I've been here the whole time like <laughs>
0: He's yeah. playing five finger filet, just right. like you don't know the thing. Exactly. I've seen. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta let Rocky out. He's Absolutely. He's if pop. you guys don't know, Rocky is uh, Sal's dog. They know at this point. They, they know Rocky. I'm trying to make sure they don't know. I'm trying to keep them at arm's length, my audience. Just make sure they know as little as possible, but you know. Yeah, don't let them know about. This about isn't about me. This is about you, man. I brought you here to have a I'm also really far away from the microphone, so maybe they don't hear me. He's getting
1: uh, water water from the fridge
0: right now I didn't even think about that I walked away from the microphone yeah and now I'm can I kept on talking um no you're here man they don't need to know too much about me they just need to know about you man that's why I brought you here Sal and Pals I'm the pal you are the pal that's right uh <laughs> Sal and Powellers is uh my audience name apparently yeah from Kyle Griffin right Mr. Kyle Griffin of Mr. course Mr. Kyle Griffin Mr. Kyle Griffin um. Okay. So, dude, we have like. Let's let me think because I had a kind of train of thought on this whole conversation, but I've kind of been kept on. It's like a horse. I keep losing it. It keeps running away Sure. Way from
1: me. I think like you know.
0: A- we, we were talking. We were talking about um, differences, like in experience. Wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. We were talking about um.
1: Well, we yeah we started off talking about differences, experience, and I kind of branched off into you know opportunity. I think that one of the biggest like differences in opportunity is like uh you know sports i i feel like i didn't i didn't have like a huge avenue for sports even though obviously those exist like club sports and and all sorts of things like that but i think like the public sport uh like how how the public school sports system works is it uh you have to have 50 percent at least it used to be this way for the sport that I was looking to do it was uh you have to have fifty percent of your credits coming from that school. And so if you didn't you couldn't be a part of their sports and so mm. like different opportunities like that I think
0: are uh are missed out on by some homeschoolers. But did you I, ever yeah. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, I really wish I was public school? Oh yes. Um,
1: yeah, no, I, I had a lot of moments like that and uh I had moments like that throughout elementary school, middle school, and high school. Um, Especially in high school, I really wished that I was homeschooled. Coming out of it, um, like I said, I've made a lot of peace with it, and I'm very happy with who I am today. And I I think that... You're a great dude. Yeah, I think that I wouldn't be who I am, and uh, you know, I, I used to try to fit in a whole lot more than I do now. I just try to be myself uh, now, but yeah, I think I think that there were definitely times where I, I wished that I was a uh,
0: public schooled. Do you have any really? Uh, int- do you have any uh, stories from your time? Stories from my time and that you and... feel that you feel comfortable sharing with the public.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. It's I'm gonna be honest with you. Homeschooling is not that interesting. <laughs> uh, you you uh, you wake up you do your school then you're free for the day so i mean one of the oh yeah so one of the huge benefits was of homeschooling was i got to finish my classwork and then hang out with my other homeschool friends and throughout high school uh three or four nights a week we would have
0: uh we'd have friends over spending the night that's something that a lot of people don't think about also it's because yeah. that my my cut julio told me about this too is that like you're homeschooled, but you do go to a place where, like, right, you do have like you do have peers who are also homeschooled that you kind of socialize with. It's not like because I think that a lot of times people think like they're homeschooled, the only people they really know are their brothers and sisters. Right. When in reality, that's not true.
1: That's not true. And so I mean, like the prom that I went to was like three hundred and fifty people, um, and the 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 place that I went to in the week there was like two hundred people there. Uh, and so I think, yeah, we, I do have opportunities to meet people, I had opportunities to make friends, and uh, I got, I was very fortunate to have made the friends that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are still really close friends with me, actually, uh, and, uh, and yeah, no, we, we used to hang out, like, three or four nights a week, they would spend the night, and uh, that was every week for, like, two years, and mm-hmm. so it was... It was a really cool experience in high school to be able to do that. And I'm very, uh, very fortunate that like my parents were even willing to, <laughs> to allow that many people over all the time. Like my, uh, like my core group of friends was like five people plus my five bro- or my four brothers.
0: So we had like 10 people over all of the time. So something I did want to talk about, just cause I thought it was always a very interesting thing in your young life as you were growing older and it kind of changed that over time but uh, you and your brothers, just to add to everything, just sure. like twins, homeschooled, you had a band. Yeah, we had a band. Um, what was so... the name of it? Because honestly beforehand I wanted to be like Nardwar and be like, Do you, does this name mean anything to you? And like say the name of your band, but I right. could not for the life of me, like I was doing all my research and I could not find the name.
1: The, the scary thing is, is if I say this band name, uh, it's available on YouTube. There, there are there are videos of me and my siblings playing.
0: Just be open with the world, man. Just yeah, no, uh,
1: we're twice delivered. Uh, twice
0: delivered. That's mm. twice oh, delivered. I don't mean to yell. Oh my gosh, I remember it now because I there's that joke like not one time, not three times, twice.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a, an experience. Um, being in a band with your siblings, I think everyone who's been in a family band has experienced. The feeling of arguing with your your siblings while performing. You were a Christian, like you were
0: a Christian, like band, right? Uh, Rock band,
1: kind of. Yeah, we were kind of like we are kind of Christian, kind of like playing other songs. We we played we played a few times at a couple of different like venues. We played at Campus Martius in Detroit. Mm. um Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. We how uh, old
0: were you guys when you did this?
1: We were like, I was like twelve, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just remember there was a time when you all were facial hairless and short haired, so it was really hard to tell you all apart. Oh yeah, for sure. I,
1: my my dad he used to give us very uniform haircuts. Your dad gave you haircuts? My dad gave me a haircut until I was I was sixteen, really, and then I went to my friend who started giving us haircuts, and then after a couple of times, I realized she wasn't she wasn't as good as she is now. Um, yeah. And then I went to a barber and I didn't like his haircut, so I stopped cutting my hair and I grew it I grew it out and
0: then I went to it a It looks salon. really good. I mean, honestly, I could say that was something that I always thought was cool about you guys at a certain point you guys just decided to do your own thing. And We're, it really yeah. and it was really when I stopped like seeing like, you know, like twin I'm like, they're just they're all brothers and they do their own thing and that was something that was really cool. Is at a certain point you guys decided just like do your yeah. own thing. I think the thing
1: was everyone thought that we looked alike because we all dressed the same. We were all, we all had the same haircuts. Um, we, you know, we were, we, we were assigned our different colors. <laughs> um, but we all very much so became individuals uh, in high school, exiting high school up to now. We're all
0: like, you know, we're all our individual persons, the people, which. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, But Back to the Band. Back to, like, inside. Back to the band. Back to the, back to Inside the Music here with uh, Twice Delivered. Tell me, uh, young band with your brothers, uh, how, what is, what, what, what what place, what were you again? What did Uh, you do on the band? So, I was a guitar player. Okay.
1: Um, we had two guitar players. We had a bass player, a drummer, and a keyboard player.
0: Um. The quintessentials.
1: uh, Obviously, all of the essentials. And, uh, yeah, no, we, we, uh, we made this transition from playing in a band all the time to then joining uh, the worship team at our church. And that's where we kind of, uh, s- some, of us, some of us still play uh, in the worship band, but a lot of us, you know, have kind of tri- trickled off from playing instruments. We also love playing instruments, but we haven't played together in a little bit. Um, so the band,
0: I think, is officially uh, split up. The breaking up. up of the band. Right, so strong, It's as strong as like, it's like the Beatles. Yeah, I know we're <laughs> we're we're very much so uh, like the Beatles. the Beatles of of uh, homeschool. You guys are the Beatles of homeschool, uh, youth Christian groups. It's a very tight niche, but uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> some people would say that I'm a lot like uh, Paul McCartney uh, in the fact that I'm still alive.
0: And a lot of people would say I'm the Ringo of most friend groups. That's uh, you know I I. Uh, I'm the Ringo. You know of pod- why, People would say I'm the Ringo of podcasts. You know why you're the Ringo? Why am I the Ringo? Because you're a star. I'm blushing over here, guys. Oh my know. gosh. Get out of here, you insane person.
1: It's just it's the puns that have to come with a podcast. It's
0: the puns that have to come. They yeah. can't like just not come. They have to come naturally or they, else like what's the point? Right, exactly. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, but so all things considered, we're beyond all that stuff at this point where you're right. like – like homeschooling everything We're beyond that You are now in college You are now pursuing Your passions in life Which yeah. I think are awesome You are dating An absolutely crazy person That we have known For the longest time Yeah she's um, awesome No Sydney's crazy uh, And <laughs> I, I meant to say she's awesome She's crazy <laughs> No no Yeah no she's awesome No no she's Sydney crazy. <laughs> crazy. No she's crazy um, No uh, I had a point And I've lost my point Um, So right now Okay I got it So right now you are currently leading the uh, Woods Church youth alongside Pastor Matt.
1: Yeah, I um, I'm a part of that Mr. ministry. Mr.
0: Pastor Matt Chimatero. I never said last name. Pastor
1: Pastor Matt uh, is Master the Pat. youth pastor at our church, and I'm uh, I'm a uh, I would say I'm a I'm a student under him. I'm. It's kind of like uh, you know, I wouldn't say an apprenticeship, but it like feels he's, like he's very much so. Yeah. Like, uh, mentoring me in that kind of way and so it's been actually very very uh cool he's given me a lot of opportunities to lead and so it's been uh it's been amazing what i want to do with my future is i want to eventually be a youth pastor um and so this has been an incredible opportunity i am actually a licensed pastor uh for the church of the nazarene
0: wait are you serious
1: yeah i'm actually i'm a i'm a pastor i didn't know this Uh, how
0: what was this process
1: so the process is actually kind of uh it's a it's a big process. It's a long process. So basically, you have to uh, you have to hold a local license at your church for a year. To have your local license, you have to be approved by the board of your church, and then uh, and then after you hold it for a year, you're accepted to go. You're uh, you have to be um, you have to be allowed to go to this. You're uh, recommended. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. You have to be recommended to go to. This, uh, this weekend um, assessment process which basically then they accept you to go into your interview. Um, this is around the two-year mark that you go in for your interview to get your first district license. Basically the two things they care about are uh, most are your character and then your knowledge of the uh, the doctrine in which you're going to be, uh, be preaching because they don't want people who like you know who are part of the church who don't believe the same things that that our specific denomination believe uh, interpretations of you know how we see the Bible and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so uh, you know I went through that whole process and it was an amazing process I actually I was very uh, I was very fortunate to even be given like the opportunity to go through it I'm currently I'm district licensed and then I have to hold that for three or four years and then like after that point I go I continue to go in for uh, year-long inter or year interviews every single year, yearly, and uh, and then eventually, if they uh, see see my uh, character and they see uh, like my like, uh, my mission being lived out in my ministry, uh, then I can be ordained. Mm. Um, and so then, uh, yeah. So basically, like I'm on the the right track for it. I am a pastor. I I can baptize people. I can, uh, I can preach. I can do communion. I can uh,
0: do weddings and funerals. And so Sal, once you <laughs> die. Oh, is this your? Wait a minute! <laughs> Back up. I, I thought you were being like really nice and being like when, like, you, yeah, get when married, get married, you get married. You do not know. No, no. You no. just once have, like... you die. <laughs> okay. You know what, Frank Franklin, you have full. You know what? I'll say it right now. Just for written proof or written, a vocal proof. Vocal proof. I'll go vocal back to evidence this podcast. that I have agreed that yes, you can or you can ordain my funeral or whatever. that is. Yes, happens. I will. I will uh, run the funeral. It'll be What's good. It? Like you know, a pastor says, "I like I'm marrying these two people." You can say, "I'm killing Sal.
1: Yeah, we'll make it a celebration of your life. It'll be really,
0: really beautiful. I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Um. Great, you said that thing that completely turned me <laughs> <up from> my <laughs> scratch. Um. No. Okay. So what was interesting at the beginning of this you kind of talked about how like you went from this person who was really trying to be an extrovert but was kind of like halted by this sort of introverted like kind of tendencies or yeah. like shyness and then you've grown from high school to a more extrovert and doing things you want to do you rock climb you do all these amazing things with your friends you travel a lot you get to do all these things and now you're moving towards more leadership and yeah. entrusting your sort of what you've learned to people below you so that process. Like how does that feel? It's got to be like there's got to be like a sorality, or yeah. sorality, I don't know. I think when I reflect, a I think when I reflect
1: back on like who I used to be, like as as a shy kid, to who I am now, I'm just I'm very thankful for the leaders that like they invested it into me, they invested it into my life to uh, to make sure I was continue growing um, in my character, in my faith, in uh, in all de- in in uh, areas of leadership. Like, I think about how I'm continuing to grow. And it's just been, it's been a blessing. And I'm really, more than anything, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've been given. Um, But, like, reflecting back, yeah, it is surreal. Like, Mm -hmm. because I can't see that that person who was like, a shy kid anymore. Now I actually have to reel it back to make sure I'm not, like, I I don't want to, like, always be speaking my mind. I have to make sure that I just, uh, like, I can, uh, you know. I don't want to ever like you know you you want to make sure that you're saying the words in your head before you're saying them with your mouth and I think that sometimes you want to make you want
0: to keep track of what you're saying and like, yeah. make sure that you're not like just jumping the gun because you can now.
1: Yeah, I have strong opinions. Sal knows this because of my opinions on movies. That's what I love about you, man. We and have, uh,
0: I I would rather have a conversation with someone who has strong opinions than someone who has no opinion at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I have I have very strong opinions when it comes to like movies and stuff. We can get um, into we'll, we can get into that when I
0: eventually start a movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, so. and I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love. Uh, Obviously, I'd love to have you on for certain. Probably not the Batman. Because shut, up, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut <laughs>
1: up! He very much so d- disagrees, but I, I would actually say that his is a more educated opinion than
0: mine. So, <laughs> uh, it's not my fault. I think things stir too much. You know this. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say to people who might be in the same position as you? who have gone um, through the same sort of upbringing and might be might be feeling the same things that you have felt?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that, uh, you know, we go through seasons. And those seasons, like, even though some of them suck, getting through them, having perseverance and uh, resiliency, um, that's a huge thing to learn to develop your character. And I'd say that getting through them is a huge thing uh, and things will get better, you know, no matter what season of life you're in. Uh, if you desire to grow in your ability to be outgoing, then take opportunities to be outgrowing, you know, outgoing. Out uh, because I think that opportunities that you take, like those are that push you outside your comfort zone, those are the, the opportunities where you're gonna grow the most. Um, so yeah, I would say just, you know, don't stay inside your comfort zone. That's that's like my biggest word of advice.
0: So final thing I want to say before we slowly sort of wrap this up. Uh, Franklin, something that I've always noticed about you is you're a very kind person. And you're very careful with people and you're very patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not afraid to be honest with people. Yeah. So kindness is something that is very hard to find in the world today. People yeah. often feel like they need to be jaded just to get through. Yeah. They need to have this sort of like, you know... That's like that, like that kind of mindset. It equates to like an experience, to experience that you have, and people think that like if you don't act like that, you're just naive. What right. would you say to that? Just showing kindness despite the fact that, yeah, you know, the world.
1: You know, you mentioned uh, you know being honest, but then still being kind. Uh, you know, in scripture, like in, in the Bible, in my uh, in the way that I believe, you know, we we're, we're to live lives with grace and truth. You know, you, you show people grace, you show them kindness, you show them love, you uphold like your standard of, of living and truth, but ultimately you show love to everybody. And, um, love isn't always telling people what they want to hear, but it is always treating people the way that you want to be treated and, uh, like deep down the way that you want to be treated. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I experience. Like you know, people who weren't kind to me, and I never want to. I never want to let people feel the way that I felt because of the way that I am. I'm. I actually am a firm believer in you know the culture that we live in is very heavy on joking around, like insults, and I'm a. I'm very. Uh, I have a very uh, strong opinion that I shouldn't do that because if I'm joking around with somebody and I'm insulting them, then eventually they're going to take that seriously and they're going to think that i 'm being serious, and so I never want to make someone feel uh feel bad even with my jokes. I want them to feel you know light and happy when I joke and so yeah, i don
0: 't know if that answers the question, but no, it answers it amazingly, man. Well, dude, ah, just an amazing conversation with you. Honestly, yeah. you are a great conversationalist, and I would love to have you back on the show anytime. We do need to get to this conversation we had previously discussed. Talking about Scientology before I decided we should just have like actual right. genuine conversation instead of educating people on something that Leah Remini could tell them for about right three seasons. Which if you
1: haven't seen that show, I would totally recommend We'll talk about it
0: eventually. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun to have a Scientology episode. We should bring Sydney on that. Yeah, one. no, she's that would, very... She's I would very, love to uh, have her insight on that. She would be great on that episode, definitely. But Franklin, man... It was so awesome having you on the show today, man. Uh, obviously, you're welcome back anytime. Any other conversations you want to have, anything you feel like you need, you want the people to know, just let me know and we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Mr. Reverend Franklin McManus, I have nothing else but to roll out the red carpet for you. I just stole that from Hot Ones, the way he said that. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you this camera this camera this, this, camera, this camera, camera, this camera, this camera, this camera, this camera, this camera. Tell the people what you got going on.
1: You know, Nothing much. Just uh, just living my life. Uh, thanks Sal, so much for having me on. I I really do appreciate it. It's fun. Uh, it's always great talking to you.
0: All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Love you, brother. Love you. All right. Guys, thank you for so much. Uh, thank you for so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be having more as the weeks and months go on and hopefully more with Mr. Franklin McManus here. But if you guys liked what you heard, you can follow my Instagram, uh, Sal and Pals. Uh, something. If you look up Silent House, you'll probably find it. Uh, I'm going to work on getting some YouTube stuff out there so I can actually start videotaping these. Uh, it's not as hard as it sounds, but you know me. I'm a chronic procrastinator. But if you guys like this episode, make sure to reach out. If you uh, like Franklin, you want to hear from more from him. Uh, I will make sure to have him on more often. But yeah, and also if you want to be on, make sure you reach out and I will gladly have you on. Anyways, guys, it's been an amazing episode, and I will talk to you all later on the next episode of Salad Pals. Thank you, and Franklin, any closing words? Good night. Good luck. Good night. Good Maybe morning. if we're watching this at night. <laughs> Maybe if are I don't know. All right, guys, bye. <laughs>